This episode is brought to you by The One Summit, two days that would change your life forever. For tickets, go to theonesummit.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Pull up a rock by the campfire. It's time for that paleo show with your hosts, Sarah Stewart, Steve Hayter, and the man with no shoes, Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Sarah Stewart. I'm Steve Hayter. And I'm Brett Hill. We have bet double or nothing on today's guest. That's right. You are in store for twice the fun. And who couldn't benefit from hugs and bacon all round? We had such a great time chatting with our favourite civilised caveman last time that we've brought him back, but with the added bonus of a very special addition to join in the fun. Both of today's guests are amazing paleo foodies and a total crack up. We got to meet George and hear his phenomenal story a few months back, which left us all feeling super inspired, and we guarantee he's got plenty more awesome left in the tank. Today, we also get to meet Julie, the creator of Paleo MG, which is ridiculously great, amazing blog that you should all get across pronto. The frank and insightful way she writes and conveys her healthy message is entertaining and super duper motivating. You can be guaranteed that her posts always come with a generous side of get real banana peel and leave you feeling pretty damn chuffed about being human. With both of them oozing so much passion and positive energy for their love of food, it makes sense that they should team up. Recently, George and Julie have been busting a sweat in the kitchen. I bet you all wondered how that bacon got so salty. And uh, (laughs) they've uh, been busy writing a brand spanking new cookbook, The Paleo Kitchen, Finding Primal Joy in the Modern Kitchen. We can't wait to get stuck into this one. Welcome to the show, Julie Bauer and George Bryant. Thank you so much. Thanks for for having us. us. Oh, we are pumped. So, uh, welcome, Julie, your first time around, and welcome back, George. Now, normally our guests get to tell us a little bit about themselves, but today I'm thinking uh, we take advantage of having you both here and we we switch it up a little bit. So, George, um, we're going to ask you to tell us about Julie. How would you introduce her to the world? Oh, look at that one. I don't know if I can ever follow your introductions, though. I talk about them every time like I'm like I'm gloating over here. It's amazing. Um, You know, I think it's that's an absolutely amazing question. And I get to be honest. And, you know, Julie lives far enough away that I don't get hit if I say something bad. So we're perfect. No, Julie, uh, you know, has been an absolute pleasure. I love her to death. You know, we've been connected via online for about three and a half, four years. And when we met in person, the energy was just perfect. We had good chemistry as friends. Like we fed off each other's sense of humor and it was perfect. So from the day that I've met her, I've always been intrigued by her style and her her really like true to authentic approach to life and food and her blog. And she really stays true to all of her beliefs and her feelings. And she uses those to motivate other people and empower women and men all over the world with her blog. And they get to connect with her on every different level. She's so dynamic with how she talks and how she writes and how she cooks. And she really gets to capture the audiences all over the world and inspire them through her story and journey and get to be real and authentic and have a genuine human connection with people. And I think it's one of the most inspiring Inspiring things that I've ever seen. Oh wow! There you go, Julie. How awesome yeah. is that? What do you think of that, Julie? 
<laughs> I should have gone first. Jeez. <laughs> How am I supposed to follow that up? Come on. I don't know, but um, you're on, so give it a crack. Okay. <laughs> um, you, you know, George and I have known each other for a long time, and we've really created like a brother-sister relationship that has been an interesting dynamic, and it's just like if you guys have had brothers or sisters, it's really challenging at times, and then it's so rewarding at other times. And George is such a good-hearted person. He really, really means well in everything he does. And um, he just wants to bring like happiness, like mm-hmm. pure happiness to the world. And that's what he tries to do every single day. Um, and whatever he does, whether it's his friendships, whether it's his work, whether it's his relationships, that's what he's trying to do. So he's just a really good person. And it's been really fun to get to know each other in different ways and um, fight through the battles that we've had and through the ups and downs and really get to know each other and know that the other person's a good person. So at the end of the day, he's just a great guy. Ah, oh, that's awesome. So, I mean, um, obviously your relationship and that authenticity shines through. And I think a highlight for me is that um, crazy YouTube clip of you two in the kitchen. Uh, you just have <laughs> so much fun. Uh, how um, did you find out about paleo and, and what got you motivated and so passionate about it, Julie? Um, well, I had a boyfriend at the time in college, so this was four or five years ago, who was into CrossFit, and he um, was in incredibly good shape, and so I just kind of started asking what he did, and he did CrossFit, and he did the zone diet, and I knew nothing about dieting. I pretty much ate cookies with frosting every single day. <laughs> there was no sort of diet in my life, and so I just started eating paleo, or I'm sorry, started eating zone diet. And then little by little, I just wanted to be even healthier. And I just kind of started reading more about grains and the effects on the body. And I just started eating less grains and uh, less oats and everything else that I had in my diet. And I was competing in CrossFit at the time. And I wanted to be the best I could be at CrossFit. So I just adapted to the paleo lifestyle. And it took me many months, like six to nine months. And um, before I knew it, I was started writing a blog just to share those recipes that I tried from other blogs. And then I just started creating my own recipes over time because I'm terrible at following any sort of direction. <laughs> and um, so I just made my own recipes so I didn't have to follow direction anymore. Um, Julie, uh, Steve here, I, I really enjoyed um, uh, what you wrote in your intro in your book, The, the Paleo Kitchen. Uh, and you said about how you're quite real and quite blunt and you, uh, you share a lot of stories about love and food and life. Can you, uh, can you perhaps tell us uh, one that got uh, perhaps a big reaction or an overshare or something, something funny that's uh, been a highlight in your blog with regards to sharing your stories? Um, I, I would say one thing that was big and it wasn't really funny, but it was something a lot of people related to was acne and my struggle with acne. And I wrote a post about that and it was the most traffic I've ever had on my website before. And so people obviously look for more stories than they do food, but, um, they, people really enjoyed that. And, um, but I've shared other stories like, this guy who just was a really bad quote unquote boyfriend 
And I'm actually sharing another story about him on the website because I ran into him. But he's a really terrible guy. And it was like my revenge on him, like sharing the, with the world what he did to me. And that was my revenge. And so I saw him this past weekend. So I get to share even more of my revenge. When I don't I, like, even know him, Julie, but he sounds like a jet. He's going to oh, avoid he's you. He's the worst. He's the worst. And I know he'll maybe hopefully see it someday. And other people who know him will see it. And so it's just hilarious to me. So hopefully that gets a lot of reshares and retweets. <laughs> wow, don't cross well, Julie. What, there's there's yeah, just so much me. there's so much in this book that you do just want to share. Like I've just looked through it and I just every every like chapter I turn to, I just think, oh my god, there's like someone I want to share that mm-hmm. bit with. So you've really gone through and just given everyone like all of the you know, all of the great information, but also all of the basics, like from the ground up, just like everything you need to do to set yourself up to do the paleo lifestyle really easily. But the thing I really loved, I loved the start of it where you talked about how it's not a diet and how we're not actually cavemen. So perhaps, George, you might want to talk about that. Why, why did you feel the need to stick that in at the start and, and why is that important for people to understand it? Yeah, that's a, I love that question and we talk about it a lot and Julie and I both realized that cavemen didn't have iPhones, so it's perfect <laughs> that we get to live this lifestyle. Um, but, you know, we all get comments all the time from people like, you know, caveman didn't eat cookies and and when we talked about this earlier i'm like yeah but if they had cookies they would have eaten them yeah <laughs> that's that's the truth so they better off be paleo cookies just to make a better decision and uh you know i think a lot of people think it's when they see the label paleo or they hear the caveman diet or even the primal diet they automatically associate it with dogmacy like it's really dogmatic and really strict and it turns people off and really this is a lifestyle change it's making positive choices that nourish your body and make a difference you just want to avoid foods that cause pain and inflammation and diseases and like we're not telling you that you have to eat paleo 100% of the time or that paleo is right for you we're just inviting you to the possibility that there's things in the paleo lifestyle that can benefit your health and increase the longevity and quality of your life and we want people to really step into that and see it and whether that's 80 20 or 90 10 or even 100% zero, there's no right or wrong, but they just, we want people to be open that these recipes and the food and the way that society has labeled things isn't necessarily the correct way and they get to do research and, and live their life and test their body and, and create a framework or template that works for them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the way you've approached it as well, like the fun just shines through. And I think at the end of the day, everyone just wants to feel good. So, I mean, if we can connect through having that fun and and joy and then, you know, they're going to feel good by the food that's in the book as well. Like that's just winning all around. And, you know, that's that's what we're after. So well done on uh, achieving that. And for um, the people listening at home, like, you know, we talked about you um, putting blood, sweat and tears into the book. Um, It literally is a huge deal. Can you run us through like what it takes to to put a book together? Yeah, you want to start, Julie? Yeah. Um, The book process is really interesting because I think it's different for everybody. Um, But for us, uh, what we had to do since we live in different states, um, he lives in California, I live in Colorado. (laughs) Sorry, my dog is rude. Um, So we live in different states. So we had to... um, I had to fly to California on a regular basis and I would go out there every one to two weeks and stay at his house. And so he had to put his whole guest bedroom together for me, which he was so kind to do. And then we'd wake up every morning, work out, 
and then go to the grocery store and go to a bunch of different grocery stores and buy a ton of food and then cook for the day. And um, I would do some of the cooking while George would, um, he would set up the photography and I would just pass him some food and he would make, um, or he would set up everything for the photography and then we would do that every single day. So sometimes we would get five to six recipes done and sometimes we'd get two because others failed and we had to go back to the drawing board. So it was a huge learning curve and it took us, you know, six, six to nine months to, I don't remember how long exactly, six to nine months to finish plus adding all the details in of, you know, what to stock in your kitchen and, um, you know, how, how to eat paleo at restaurants, every little detail that it was great working with him because he thought of a ton of those things that I would have never thought of. So that was actually the positive, but it's a ton of work. People, I don't think people understand since there's so many books out there that it's not as easy as it looks when it's on paper. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, Julie, uh, I'm I'm curious as well, uh, you must come across people who uh, take paleo pretty sort of evangelically, like that are are pretty solid with regards to going as 100% as possible paleo. Um, One of the quotes as well uh, at the start, you said, um, I want paleo to feel lighthearted and keep people from ever feeling deprived when it comes to food. Options are what keep people eating paleo and so what what is like uh, how do you sort of handle that when someone gets up in your grill about uh, being a hundred percent as the best way to go um i mean i tell them they can make what if, if anybody says something about a recipe like a dessert recipe and they're like and they make that joke of uh what a caveman have almond meal cookies or whatever they don't have to eat it that's the end of the day You make your own choices about what you put in your mouth. So if you come across a website you don't, or a a recipe you don't like, don't make it. Move on to one that you do. And um, we've all, I think everybody's been through that who has eaten paleo for a while. You go full force, 100%, so serious. And then you're like, okay, well, I want to live a life that's sustainable, so I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this gluten-free cookie or this gluten-free bread, or I'm going to try a corn tortilla and add stuff back in and make life a little easier, and then you're not as judgmental as time goes on. But I think we all start off a little judgmental and think strict paleo is the way to go, and then we <laughs> we like to draw outside the lines as time goes on. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Well, I love I love the fact that you guys have taken that approach because, like you said, so many people, particularly I think when you first start, you know, I always say you can be a bit evangelical when you first start. You know, it's kind of like everyone needs to do this right now, and and but like you're saying, it's about having a bit more of a, a rounded perspective to it and saying, you know, sometimes it's okay to not be, you know, one hundred percent. So, you know, I love the stuff you have in your book though for those people who are just getting started. Like I said, and and you know, you've got your tips for getting started. You've got your top ten tools for setting up your kitchen. You know, I think. That sort of stuff I think some of our fans might like to really to hear about. And, you know, one of the things I really noticed was one of your tips was buy that gadget you've always wanted. You know, I just thought that was really cool. So perhaps, George, you can talk to us about that. Why is that a, a good tip for someone who's just getting started? Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, you know, just to note too because you said your readers, one thing um, – in the back of the book, we actually made tear outs too. So there's a lot of these pages like how to go paleo, the paleo checklist tips to stay paleo that you can tear out of the back of the book and hang on your refrigerator. Nice. So 
Yeah, we got those in there. But yeah, so buying your favorite gadget, you know, for me, like Julie and I both just like love to have fun. Like she's so free spirited and fun loving and humorous. And like, I really just want people to smile and love life. So when we wrote this book, like the whole thing was to make sure that people just had fun and they associated positivity with cooking. And when you think about cooking and it's happy and it makes you smile, it makes you want to do it more and really get committed to changing your life. So for me personally, like I'm a kitchen toy snob. Like I have shelves in my dining room that are just loaded with appliances and I have two or three of everything. Julie can he attest to this. Everything, everything. That's why we did the cooking at his house. But if, you, if it's an appliance that ever existed, I have it and I just want to play with it all the time. And it makes me want to cook all the time. Like it's, um, it's absolutely crazy. So for people, you know, a lot of people are looking for like that spark to get motivated or to try something new. And some people are intimidated by food, so they don't want to try new ingredients. So I'm like, hey, go buy a power tool and put it in your kitchen and have a little fun with it. Laugh about it. Like buy a spiral slicer, make sweet potato noodles, <laughs> cucumber noodles, zucchini noodles, like really blow the lid off the possibilities with what you can make. And you'll really just start to have fun and smile and create this positive environment that makes you want to keep cooking and keep cooking. I love that. I love that, George. And, you know, that that positivity just flows through everything you do, like following you on Instagram and like everything you do, you can just see that that fun and positivity. I love the way that flows through from you. In fact, I'm actually, I'm getting messages at the moment from my girlfriend, George, who just wants to say how much she loves you because she follows you as well. So I love her too. (laughs) Watch out. There you go. <laughs> oh man! And um, I guess on that, we we are avid uh, social network followers of um, both, you know, George and Julie, and and we love what you do because it does pep us up on our um, rough days, and it's always oozing with motivation. Um, I wanted to mention that um, the book is actually the Paleo Kitchen: Finding Primal Joy in Modern Cooking. I had a bit of a brain freeze before, um, but <laughs> I, I like really the, I like the modern kitchen. It was good. <laughs> I read it. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. But I really want our listeners to be able to access the information because it's it's so awesome. And um, yeah, I want to make it easy for you. So that's the name, the proper name of the book. Um, George, can you tell us on the on the theme of joy and a bit of fun? Tell us about Rick. Who's Rick in your life? Oh yes, I love talking about Rick. Rick <laughs> is my UPS guy. <laughs> he is my current best friend. Rick has been serving me every overindulgent purchase on Amazon for the past five years. And then lately he has become my book delivery man. So, (laughs) so we're not uh, the only ones with book addictions, George, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I'm addicted to my own book. Extremely, extremely bad. (laughs) I carried the first copy. Like Julie gets to laugh at me and it's perfect because I had it seatbelted into my car. (laughs) Um, It's like my baby. Like I almost bought a baby carrier to walk around town with it, but I (laughs) felt like it that one might get me just a few too many looks but i i do it anyways but yeah so rick uh rick knew my book was coming i had the tracking information so i was texting him because i have his number and i was like where are you where are you where are you like all day i probably texted him like 25 times he's like i'm coming man i'm coming like i'll be there soon he pulls in my cul-de-sac and stands out of his truck and holds the book in the air and he's like you want this and then he drove away (laughs) and i'm like you know what like that is just that is not cool. Then he came by and it was hilarious. We recorded a video and like he was just he's so like full of love and joy and passion. And like he came to the house a lot when Julie and I were cooking and we'd actually give him treats. Like I'd give him desserts that were left over of food so he could try it. So I think he was just as excited about the book as we were. And then today, today he dropped off 20 cases. So he was kind of like my hero today because there are 300 books that got dropped off at my door. So um, 
I don't think he was happy. He had to unload, you know, 800 pounds of books, but I was happy and smiling when he put him in my garage. So, but I think we should make Rick famous personally. Like he should be the famous UPS guy. I have him posted all over social media and people love him and want to meet him. And I think I'm going to try and set him up with some dates. I have a feeling you've already made him famous, George. I think he's, he's everywhere <laughs> on the social media. It's I want a Rick t-shirt. I know. I think we like Rick delivers the paleo kitchen. Like that should just, be, <laughs> that should it. just be it. So, oh, oh and I just, I forgot to mention to me in Australia. Yeah, you know what? I I bet you Rick would be open to that possibility of delivering to Australia. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have UPS, but we can we can go into that. We'll sort it out. All right. Hey, I've got one more question for you guys because I know. Look, there's just like I said, there's so much in the book that I know people are going to want to have to get it and find out about. But one of the things that struck me was when you were talking about shopping smarter in the book, and so I thought it'd be great if you could just give all the people listening out here just a couple of tips on how they can shop smarter. So, Julie, perhaps you can help us out with that. I always tell people to shop local. So going to your local farmer's market, um, trying to get what's in season. So, you know, when you're somewhere and avocados in the winter, they're not really, definitely not local. So trying to get something that's local in season, go to your farmer's market as much as possible. Um, Buying in bulk. We talked about that earlier, George and I, just um, buying things like if you can buy a fourth of a cow, so you have stuff in your freezer for a while, uh, that is such a huge money saver. Always, or finding somebody in your hometown that maybe um, has cattle on, on their farm, whatever you can, buy local as much as possible. That's it. Nice. That's easy. I love it. It is. It's just the simple stuff sometimes, isn't it? And and I love that the quarter of a cow because I do that. I've got a deep freeze, and uh, and I get it delivered to my door. It's fantastic. It's so cheap and such good quality meat. It's just fantastic. It's the best, and it tastes the best by far. Guys, uh, one of the things that uh, I'm always thinking about is um, making offal attractive. And uh, I was wondering if, uh, and I'll open this up to either either of you guys. Do you have that comes to mind immediately? A awful recipe that would just make you go, "Yep, this is awesome." I'm going to go out buy some liver and heart and, and start making this straight away. It's not too awful. <laughs> yeah, it's, too awful. it's it's not it's not awful. People get really intimidated by what it is. I personally like I can't eat it straight, so I just like to trick myself and sneak it in burgers. Yeah, like I, I like to grind it up and sneak nice. it in burgers, and I'm like, you know what? I know it's there, but I don't taste it. And it really adds like this amazing, like earthy depth of flavor. And I know it's like nutrient dense and packed full of chalk goodness. But um, normally, I'll choose chocolate over liver. But I'll try to incorporate more offal into my website. Yeah, that's Wicked. fantastic. Yeah. And I think if you say sneaky to anything, it just sounds more interesting. Sneaky offal <laughs> makes me want to do it more. Like, just make it sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Julie? What do you reckon? Um, I don't do liver. I have tried it and that is not going to ever be on my list of things I really want to ever eat again. So I don't really have any tips for that. Um, and I've tried it with like different, I've tried it with like a professional chef and he made it and everybody's like, this is amazing. I'm like, are you serious? This is terrible. So, um, I haven't gotten sneaky. I heard George, George has like a recipe for beef tongue on his website where you like, cook it in the crock pot and shred it up. 
I still will not try that either. So I guess I don't really like to eat outside that area, that spectrum. So I'm the worst person to ask for that. I apologize. <laughs> no, uh, it's all good because um, I'm a little bit nervous about it too, Julie. And I'm so scared. I'm watching Steve closely in the kitchen because he's so excited about it. And I know that I am going to get some kind of strange, bizarre something on my plate one of these days. Just a straight out, just a <laughs> straight you, out cow's tongue. When you get out. to the end of the meal, Sarah, and he goes, guess what was in that? <laughs> I'll punch him in the face. No. <laughs> you're going to know that he snuck something in there. So, all right, so let's move on, Julie, from the things you don't like to the things you do like. So, in your your book, what's your favorite recipe in the book? What's your absolute favorite? Okay, absolute favorite. I keep saying the same one, so I'm trying to think if if there was a different one that was just a little different. So, I'll say two. So, one is our (laughs) beef and bacon um, four-layer casserole, four-layer beef and bacon casserole, something along those lines. And it's, um, it's a very comfort food dish, um, kind of makes you feel like when you were growing up and your mom was making probably something really bad for you type of food. But can I just um, clarify? So that has four layers of beef and four layers of bacon? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no. It can. I just got really excited. <laughs> you can totally make it that way. But it's um, a – so it has like a layer of sweet potato mash, a layer of bacon – and a layer of cauliflower mash and a layer, a layer of beef. So it's like all kinds of different layers, but nice. you can layer them however that's, you that's like. That's still cool, but I want my version in the next book, okay? Yeah, I like that. It's kind of similar <laughs> to like a shepherd's pie recipe. Um, but that was just such a comfort food, and we ate that for days and absolutely loved it. And then let's see, our pumpkin, or no, our banana bread, like with a chocolate cinnamon swirl, one of George's recipes is probably one of my favorites. That sounds really good right now, so I'll call, I'll say that one. That does sound pretty good. All right, George, what about you, mate? What's your favorite? Yeah, so um, personal favorite, uh, me and Julie agree on that four-layer bacon and beef casserole all the time. Um, Second one would be the cinnamon rolls, because I feel like I went to war to perfect that recipe. Um, It was... I think I think it took like six tries to get that one done, and then I absolutely love the photo and how it came out, and they are just absolutely decadent and delicious. And the fact that I get to have a cinnamon roll and call it paleo, even though the paleo police will arrest me, just makes me happy. <laughs> and then uh, my second one would be the pancakes on the cover. I absolutely love oh, pancakes, yeah. and my I tell I tell people all the time my favorite part is I had to reshoot that pancake recipe a couple times and. Every time I got to make and eat the pancakes, and I was not upset about it. Like I was like, I'll just keep taking a different picture. It's fine. It's perfect. Is that actually I'll, why you keep redoing it? Is it because you kept eating it? Well, they the it. There were there were there were bites missing from a few of them while they were flipping <laughs> in the pan. Like I just couldn't wait any longer, so I had to make a few extra than I thought I had originally intended. <laughs> That's but. a whole new perspective on making work fun. That's great. Um, so, guys, your book. I mean, as uh, it's such. Oh God, it's just packed full of. Um, awesome information so it's so much more than just picture recipe picture recipe you know you literally take our hands you walk us through um you you've got such a sense of humor and joy yeah it's really real and it's very doable and i love that you encourage and talking about people listening to their body and finding out their own information and, and really working out what makes sense for them um i noted that you've put a whole bunch of, of great information and recipe blo- blogs at the um back of your book um what um 
what are your favorite sites like where would you direct the newbies to go uh first of all maybe if we start with you julie okay my favorite sites well I love the site. I don't think they're posting recipes anymore, um, but the site healthbent.com is one of my all-time favorites. I love their cookbook. I love their recipes. They're very simple, easy to make, but incredibly delicious. Um, I love Brittany Angel website, BrittanyAngel.com. Her recipes or desserts are like to die for. And her, I just made her deep dish pizza for her upcoming cookbook, and it's crazy, crazy good. <laughs> um, let's see. What else do I love? Now I'm drawing a blank. I'm on the spot and I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> there's like, there's tons of them. There's the Spunky Coconut, Alana's Pantry. Um, Civilized Caveman Cooking. Sneaking <laughs> <laughs> Bug. Our own in there. That's just rude. Um, that paleo show.com. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That's a perfect one. <laughs> so, you know, George, what do you have? Because I'm just getting nervous and drawing a blank. Well, personally, um, I go to that paleoshow.com every morning when I wake up, and then when I'm done with that, I go straight to Paleo OMG to get my daily dose of humor before I start my day. And then once I'm done with that, uh, there's this awesome website. I think it's uh, oh civilizedcavemancooking.com. Um, and then once I'm done with that one, I go to the paleokitchen.com, which happens to be our awesome book. No, but okay, that was. That was a little egotistical. I'm sorry about You've that. Got hugs and bacon, George. Come hugs on. and bacon. Come I on. own it. Julie, last time we were on the show, we had a conversation about hugs and bacon, so I went and bought hugsandbacon.com just oh, just to share. I don't. I can't believe how many websites you own, or like what are they called? URLs that you own. Yeah. It's insane. It's, I own like 48 of them. It's great. It's, wow. it's funny. We were uh, talking about it and we, well, I think we, we were just saying, you know what? There's not really too much that, that, you know, hugs and bacon cannot fix when, when things go bad. And next you just hear George pounding on click, the click, keyboard. Click, 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 click. Yeah. He's like, I got it. And Brett's like, damn it. <laughs> George, <laughs> it George, you, should actually, you should meet my co-host from my other podcast show, The Wellness Guys. And Lawrence Tam, you and him could actually, I think, form a support group for people who are obsessed with buying URLs. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, there's endless possibility. You never know what inspiration is going to come. Like, I could turn hugs and bacon into, like, the next equality movement in the world. You have, you have no idea. Like, it could end or create world peace. Like, it could create world peace. Hugs and bacon. I love it. I love it. So, just to be honest, um, my, my favorite websites, Julie mentioned a few of them. Our friend Brittany Angel is an absolute, like, maven in the kitchen when it comes to dessert recipes. Um, our friend Jenny from the Urban Poser is, like, the queen of desserts like she's a classically trained pastry chef and Mm -hmm. she is writing this book um and the photos that she posts they almost seem like masterpieces that belong in a museum yeah it doesn't Uh, make sense no and i'm a photographer and i'm like how did she do that like i want to do that i want to know like i call her and i'm like hey how'd you do that um but she's just absolutely amazing. And then, you know, like I love going to places like Mark's Daily Apple and RobWolf.com, like just to stay current on what's going on, what's yeah. trending. They're always really good about staying what's going on in like the current news and whether disputing it or agreeing with it or, or giving a different take and a different interpretation to empower people to make decisions about their health. And I think it's really important for people to be educated, you know, whether you're making recipes or whether you're just looking into the lifestyle, you know, the more education that you can give yourself, the better. So yeah. those are those are some of my all to all time favorites that I check out almost every day. 
Yeah, well, fantastic, guys. Thanks for sharing those. It's always interesting to find out where the people that give us inspiration um, get their inspiration from. And um, you're both um, powerhouses when it comes to what you give and and the energy that you share with um, the rest of the world. And um, thank God for social media. Um, It connects continents. So it's fantastic. Seriously, it really does. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what a ripper 30 minutes that we've had. Um, Time has flown. I feel like we're going to have to make you regulars because 30 minutes is never enough. Deal. I love that. You guys are so fun (laughs) awesome this is my favorite one so far and of course i was late to it (laughs) yay well uh, she was fashionably late fashionably late yes totally well the time's been good so no we thank you so much for sharing um and having some fun with us today june 10th is the official release date for the paleo kitchen and guys where's the best place for our listeners to go and get their very own copy uh, the best place uh, before June 10th is the paleokitchen.com, which goes straight to our Amazon. And then uh, on June 10th, it'll be carried at Barnes & Noble and Costco uh, in the United States. And I know there's some distributors overseas. I don't know all their names. But when in doubt, online is always the best place. Beautiful. And um, we'll keep our listeners up to speed with that one. Honestly, just go and do it. Um, the fun and goodness just bounces right off the pages and it really is a work of love that will benefit anyone interested in getting the most from eating healthful foods that make your insides feel good. So George and Julia are also social networking geniuses, which is great because when you go and follow them, you will only get the good stuff. Uh, and I know that's what we're all really after. So they're, they're are way too many uh, links for us to mention here. Uh, We've heard some of them, but uh, you can find them both individually on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter. Uh, And they also have their their web pages, which are both jam-packed with wicked yums and amazeable tips on all things paleo. So both of their work consistently features on our Facebook page, and we will post the links to everything mentioned on our Facebook page so that you can get across it. Just remember Civilized Caveman and paleo mg we hope you enjoyed the show as much as we did make sure you head over to our website that tell us what you think until next week check us out on facebook and instagram share your story and help to grow the paleo tribe worldwide Hi, Brett Hill from The Wellness Guys and That Paleo Show here. We had some incredible feedback last year that being at The Wellness Summit with a group of like-minded people made it just that much better. So this year, we've created a special group rate for 10 or more people to attend The Wellness Summit. For spreading the wellness message, you can come to The Summit for just 197 bucks. That's a saving of $100. And all you need to do is get you and nine other friends along to Crown Melbourne on Saturday, August 16 and 17 for this once-in-a-lifetime event. To book your group tickets and have the best time ever with your friends, go to w www.thewellnesssummit.com This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.